Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 1 of 1 John. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. So as you may know, we just finished the book of Galatians a few weeks ago and I have been compelled to do Bible studies on the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. These will be weekly Bible studies and I will be doing one chapter a week. But before we get completely into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 1 through 2, the word of life is Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to go into the book of John really quick in chapter 1 and read verses 1 through 5 with you guys. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And these verses may sound very familiar to you guys if you followed along on our Bible studies on the book of John that we did in the end of 2020 and then going through to Easter of 2021. We did the Bible studies on the book of John. So the word that it's talking about here in verses 1 through 5 of the book of John is Jesus Christ. And also the word of life that John is talking about here in 1 John is Jesus Christ. The apostles, which John was one of them, and other believers and people that were there at the time when Jesus walked on the earth can testify about Jesus. The only way to get into heaven and to have eternal life is through Jesus Christ. When we believe in Jesus and we repent and we're saved, then we have a new life in Jesus and we have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. In verse 2 where John says, the eternal life. We see in the book of John where Jesus Christ himself claims to be the eternal life. And I'm going to go in the book of John again in chapter 5 verse 26. And it says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. Also, I'm going to read John chapter 6 verse 48. And it says, I am the bread of life. And the last one I'm going to read is John chapter 11 
verses 25 through 26. And they say, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? So Jesus Christ is the eternal life because whenever we believe in him, we are dead in our sins and alive in Jesus and we have eternal life in heaven. And the only way to have eternal life and the only way to make it into heaven is by believing in Jesus Christ, repenting of our sins and asking him to forgive us of our sins and being saved by him. Jesus Christ was in heaven with God the Father, and then by the power of God the Father, he came in the flesh, and he was born by Mary, and he was born by Mary. And we saw this in our Bible study in part two of chapter one of the book of Luke, if you kept up with those Bible studies. Also, what John says here when he says, the eternal life, which was with God the Father and has appeared to us, shows the eternal relationship with God the Father and God the Son. And we see this relationship in John chapter 17, verse 24, and I'm going to read this here with you guys real quick. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. And all throughout the book of John, we saw the relationship between God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and God the Father. This also indicates that this eternal being, which is Jesus Christ, is different from God the Father. John raises this New Testament understanding of the Holy Trinity, which is that one God exists as three beings, equal and one, yet different in their being. So it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it's three as one. So it's all God, but they're all different beings. We have God the Father in heaven, God the Son, which was on the earth, Jesus Christ that came and died on the cross for our sins, and then God the Holy Spirit, which is within us whenever we're saved by Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit was sent by God the Father to counsel us and show us truth. And there's a few different scriptures that I want to read with you guys here that talk about the Holy Trinity. First, I want to read Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, and it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Also, I want to read with you guys 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, and it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And then also 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. So these verses just show the Holy Trinity and the indication of the Holy Trinity. In verse 3, Biblical fellowship, or koinonia, occurs when the shared beliefs of Christians are in place. So these apostles proclaimed the gospel so that others may believe and have a relationship with Jesus Christ and God the Father. And in this fellowship, they all would cooperate in worshiping God, doing what God has called them to do, and being fully submitted to the will of God the Father, and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus. In verse 4, the outcome of this fellowship is the fullness of joy. And joy is cheerfulness based on God. And it's different than happiness because happiness is just cheerfulness based on circumstances. And we see where Jesus talks about this joy in the book of John. So I'm just going to read a couple verses from John with you guys here. First, I'm going to read John chapter 15 verse 11 and it says, 
I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Also, John chapter 16 verse 24 says, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. And then also John chapter 17 verse 13 says, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Alright, so I'm going to continue reading at verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 1 of 1 John, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verse 5, this isn't something that John is making up or his opinions about God. This is God's message about himself that John is revealing to us. Light symbolizes goodness. So light is good, true, and holy, and darkness is evil and false. Light is pure, and there is no sin or darkness in God. God is light. And verse 6, so if we claim to have fellowship with God and a relationship with him, but we do sinful things and we walk in darkness, then that is our fault and we are deceiving ourselves. We are straying away from God and we're giving in to our sinful nature because there's no sin in God. He is pure and full of goodness and mercy and grace. And so if we do give in to the sinful nature and we walk in darkness, that's our fault. And that has nothing to do with God. We're straying away from him. In verse 7, if we walk with God, we worship him, follow him, obey his commands, and seek to live and have a heart like Jesus, and have this fellowship with others, then we're purified from our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, and his blood washes us whiter than snow. In verse 8, we are all sinners, and we all make mistakes. Only God is without sin. If we were without sin, then Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. In verse 9, if we repent and we acknowledge our guilt, then Jesus will forgive us and he will wash us whiter than snow. But we have to acknowledge our guilt, repent, and ask for that forgiveness from Jesus. In verse 10, if we deny that we have sinned, then we're denying God's word. Sin is always present, but Jesus is the remedy to sin. Whenever we ask him to come into our hearts and forgive us of our sins, he purifies us and washes us whiter than snow. And we have the Holy Spirit within us to guide us and show us that truth and help us to stand up under temptation and not to fall into the sinful nature. But we have the fruit of the Spirit within us and we have to portray the fruit of the Spirit to others. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is Jesus Christ is the word of life. Number two is God is light and there is no darkness in him. And number three is Jesus is the remedy for sin. Alright, so that concludes this Bible study on chapter 1 of 1 John. Next week, we're going to go into chapter 2, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys!